0: Well, just like that, it is Friday already, and just like that, it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I think I smell popcorn, too. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gommerson.
1: Hello, Adam. I kind of uh smell popcorn as well, and that's because today we're going to the movies. Uh, usually, or often, I should say, not necessarily usually, but often I record movie reviews well after a movie, has been in the theaters. And then I encourage you to grab it on DVD, but we are recording this Incredibles 2 review. Um, well, it is still in theaters and I'm hopeful that it will still be running when this episode is posted. And so I hope that you get a chance to go out and watch it with your family. I can already tell you that I think it's worth it and we will get into that in more detail. Um, in just a moment but first let's have our quote of the day
0: let me see if i can do it in your voice here or not done properly parenting is a heroic act that is edna mode from incredibles 2
1: and that wasn't bad actually and interestingly (laughs) enough the the voice of edna mode is brought is uh brad bird who is one of the main producers and I think, even directed this this yes. movie. Uh-huh. So it is a male voice that brings us into mode, so that's interesting. <laughs> and again, not too bad. I don't do impersonations, so I'm glad you took that.
0: I, I, um. It was the last-second decision, trust me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, before we get into the meat of our discussion, let's listen to the trailer. Did you wash your hands with soap? Did you
0: dry them? What? Is this all vegetables? Who wanted all vegetables? I did. So, are we going to talk about it? What? The elephant in the room.
1: What elephant? Mom's new job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes, and Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? <clears throat> Whoa! I like Mom's new job! What? Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem.
0: supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to
1: do it I don't way. know that way. Why would they change math? Uh, math is math. Okay, math Dad. is math.
0: Hello? Hey, honey. How are the kids? Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Ah! Is she having adolescence?
1: And Jack-Jack? Track. He's in excellent health.
0: Oh, what the?
1: Num-num cooking. Oh, Cooking. Oh. Whoa, okay. That is freaky.
0: You know, it's crazy, right? To help my family, I gotta leave it. To fix the law, I gotta break it.
1: You've got to, so our kids can have that choice. Thank you, young man.
0: Combustion imminent? What does that mean? Ah! It means fire, Robert.
1: screen Slater interrupts this program for an important announcement suit up it might get weird i'll be there asap
0: where you going asap you better be back asap <laughs> behold the underminer watch after jack jack i thought we were gonna go you heard it. your mother trampolining we need a guy. Oh. superheroes are illegal we want guys it defines who i am
1: we're not saying you have what
0: someone on tv said
1: it i was approached by this tycoon wants to talk about hero stuff help me bring supers back into the sunlight we need elastigirl bye sweetie Uh, i'll watch the kids no problem you're supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to do it. I don't way. know that way. Why would they change math? Uh, math so is math. Math is math. All over Doozledorf.
0: Doozles are
1: dozing. Their eyelids are so heavy. they um. <sighs> Closing! I
0: couldn't have done this if
1: you had. All right. Well, there you have the trailer for Incredibles 2. And to set this up, first of all, When I first heard they were making Incredibles two, I was very skeptical. I was nervous because because truth be told, Incredibles is my all time favorite Pixar movie of all time. And I know I was redundant there, but it's that good. So (laughs) the so the idea of them making a sequel, I was like, well, if it has to be, if they have to make a sequel, it better be good. And it turns out. That that is kind of the way Pixar is, that they will take their time, 14 years, (laughs) to come up with a sequel because they care more about the story than just pumping out another movie, which I really respect. And I have to say, I'm not ready to say that Incredibles was as, was, I mean, that Incredibles 2 was every bit as good as Incredibles 1, but I will say that it exceeded my expectations. And I think it was about as good. I can't really say that it was worse. So, especially when you, when you, when I heard early rumblings about the direction it was going, I thought it was going to be like this big time feminist piece. Mm. But it didn't turn out that way. It actually turned out to be very family friendly and I really enjoyed it. So Adam, why don't you give us your initial thoughts? About this movie.
0: So it's interesting. I actually saw this movie twice, uh, maybe because it's Incredibles two. Makes sense. But um, (laughs) first time I saw it, I actually like. I was okay with it, but I wasn't crazy about it. Truth be told. And then the second time I saw it, I liked it a little bit better. Uh, It's pretty good. I would say I think I do like the first one just a little bit better still. But, um, all things considering though, I think they really hit the mark because a lot of people are coming in with some good compliments and are really, really loving it, so.
1: Yeah, again, uh, there was, there was nerves. I didn't, I, I still don't think I particularly liked the idea that they continued it right from where the first one left off. Mm. I'm not so sure they would have had to have 14 years pass. In real life, but if they had some time passed, then Jack-Jack could not, could be like a three or four year old and not just still a baby. Yeah. Um, but they, they opted to go with just continuing from where they left off, which meant that they needed to get a new voice actor to play Dash, Mm -hmm. which I thought he did pretty well. Um, uh, knowing who the, knowing the first one, knowing about the first one though, I still think, It felt weird because you could definitely tell a difference. Yeah. But they did a good job, and it's easier to replace somebody on an animated movie than on a series. Just a little um, sidetrack. I'm watching Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, and they just replaced the the daughter with a whole new actress at the end of season three. And it's like, whoa, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm waiting to see if she grows on me, but that's neither here nor there. We're <laughs> here to discuss Incredibles 2. So um, the synopsis is basically this, that as you know from the first movie, superheroes are illegal. When they do fight crime, they do so in secret. They've been banished from showing their superhero-ness in public. And at the beginning, they get in trouble again because somebody saw Violet without her mask on, which becomes a pretty important uh, plot point. And so then they're relocated to a hotel. But then they come in contact with this guy who wants to restore legal superhero-ness. And he gets um, Mrs. Incredible to agree to a covert mission where she will fight crime and then show how good superheroes are. And when they choose her, at first you think, well, it's just a just a feminist play. But then you realize... That they're choosing her because of particular skills that she has and um, she never loses her desire to help her family. One of the things I really like about this movie is that she never downgrades her husband. She never threatens him like, Mm. hey, if you make a mess of the kids or the house while I'm gone, there's going to be trouble for you. She's always very encouraging and you can tell throughout the movie that she really wants to get back to them. So, um, positive. I thought the family aspect was still upheld. I thought, I thought that they, they, at, by the end of the movie, they kind of realized the only way they're going to fight this crime is together, even with the kids. Yeah. You know, they, the kids help fight the crime. Um, and so, so they realized that and, I really felt like that opening scene in the trailer where Vi is talking to her little brother, Dash, was so typical of having a little sibling or a niece or a nephew. And my thought about him drying his hands, I just had this random thought when she says, did you wash them? And he washes them and comes back. And then she says, did you dry them? Well, if he's Dash and he's running really fast, you'd think they'd dry on the way to the table. Right. <laughs> and he wouldn't have had to go back to dry them. But that's just another uh kind of ridiculous aside. But I had that thought, just putting that out of there. <laughs> so um, my favorite character, I think, was in this movie was actually Mr. Incredible mm. because even though he was like the stay at home dad kind of in this role, he still took being a dad very seriously. And like I said, his wife affirmed him in that role as the dad and he messed some things up without giving too much of a spoiler. He messed some things up for his daughter, Violet. And he later on apologizes to her and uh says, I'm sorry, I messed things up for you. And she said, and she says, I, I wanted to be the perfect dad, but I can't be the perfect dad. And she says, don't worry. It's true that you're not perfect, but you are super. Mm. And what I thought was, was, I mean, it was obviously a play on words, but I thought it was really neat because it was showing that you don't have to be a perfect dad to be a good dad. You know, one of the things I love the most about my dad is his willingness to admit that he's not perfect. Um, Because, None of us are. And if you give a projection to your children that you're this perfect person, you're just giving them a false expectation to try to live up to and they're never going to do it because they're not perfect. And they're also going to look for that perfect person to marry. And I think we still run into that where people are looking for the perfect person to marry. And it's like, wait a second, you're not perfect. So how are you going to find somebody that's perfect to marry when you yourself are not perfect? Right. Exactly. We need to be careful to project realistic views of ourselves and of others onto our kids. And I think The Incredibles 2 does that. Um and I did think it was interesting that they didn't go back to the villain in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. They kind of don't have a payoff for that, so that was one of the interesting things that I thought was missing. Um but do you have any other thoughts on favorite character? Um,
0: I would also agree with that. I think Mr. Incredible was mine too. You kind of got to see another side of him that you didn't get to see in the first, but it was like a vulnerable side, which I thought was really cool. Cause that's very realistic in a lot of families that, you know, those moments where you feel like you're going <laughs> to rip your hair out, <laughs> but yet love your family to death at the same time all happen, especially when you get sleep deprived.
1: deprived. Now there were a couple negatives that I want to point out about the film mm. that I was kind of surprised about. There were, um, a couple curse words, I guess, Yes, that I didn't even notice when I watched it, to be perfectly honest with you, but I I saw multiple people talking about it, and apparently there wasn't that in the first one, so it's kind of sad that they felt the need to add that in. And then also there was a scene where Mrs. Incredible is drinking after a long day, which I guess um Mr Incredible kinda did too because they kept giving him mimosas mm. in the first one, but for some reason it struck me differently in this film. So just just a couple little things to be aware of uh as you're as you're watching with your family. I I, I think they're kind of good as discussion starters, so I don't think it would it would scare me away from recommending this film, but again, just to be aware of that. Was there anything else you noticed in this regard, Adam?
0: Um, no, the the words were a little surprising just because it's a Pixar film. I don't think I've ever heard those in a Pixar film. Uh, there was a couple of things, especially the first time I saw the movie that I kind of struggled with. I felt like this one was a little darker than I was expecting. It just had that theme. And there's one scene, especially, or with one of the villains, quote unquote, um, it's almost like it's like a strobe light Going on in that scene and the effects are really cool, but I just thought for like very young kids that could be kind of scary. And
1: there actually actually um, – now that you brought that up, there actually was an epilepsy warning mm-hmm. that came out after the movie came out. Yep. People were saying if if you have epilepsy, don't go to theaters to see it. Apparently, it's n- not necessarily that big of a deal on the small screen, but on the big screen, there were concerns yeah. that it would uh, aggravate that. So that is another thing to be aware of. All right, um least favorite character. well, I would have to say that the main villainess was that uh it was kind of a surprise. I like the way they wrote that because you didn't necessarily think that right away. It was actually the sister of the guy that was trying to get superheroes back, and I'm kind of blanking on her her total motivation, I think. She was upset because her father died or something because he was relying on supers and then they didn't come through. Yep. And so she was dealing with that bitterness, which, again, is kind of an interesting premise, not necessarily something that you would readily think of. And so I like I like that it goes in new directions. Sometimes when you're watching a movie, you feel like it's just uh, another movie in that genre and it uses all the tropes that – Every other movie has done, and I think Pixar always does a good job of bringing fresh perspective. Um, so I actually really liked that perspective, but I would definitely say she was my least favorite character. Did you have another choice, or are you in agreement with that? I'm anymore?
0: actually in agreement with you, yeah. Um, once she, once her true colors were showed, it was just like, ooh, okay, this is, uh, this is a rough character. <laughs> so, yeah, I think definitely, uh, it was, she was a little bit darker than I thought they were going to go with a couple parts. So I was like, yeah, I'm not crazy about that character now. So,
1: all right. And now we're going with lessons we learned from the film. I think I've already alluded to the basics. I think family togetherness is important. And I think, um, acknowledging that even though your parents aren't perfect, um, that they have your best interest in mind and they care about you. I, I really liked, I think that was my all time favorite scene was the one I referenced earlier with Mr. Incredible and Violet mm-hmm. just being together as father and daughter and she, while she acknowledged that he wasn't perfect she realized that he had her best interest at heart and he was trying and I think that was such a good portrayal of fatherhood too because a lot of times when you're watching um movies and other pop culture today the females are empowered but the but the guys are thought of as second-class citizens, or, or they're ignorant doofuses. Uh, things that, things that uh, they should not be portrayed as. You know. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. All right. Well, do you have any other thoughts on lessons from the film?
0: Um, no, I I think really the family part was knocked out of the park in this movie, and I also like too that it showed the lesson of stepping up when needed because both. Uh, Mr. and Mrs., or Mr. Incredible and the Elastigirl, girl, they both had to step up in different ways, but they both did. And I thought that was just really cool and motivating and just a reminder in real life too, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, back to kind of what we were talking about with the minor role reversal, she was still excited to get back home to her family, which I really appreciated. And yeah. I think he had a better appreciation for what she goes through on a daily basis because of, uh, because of what he went through as a stay-at-home dad, and it's interesting, he drops the baby off to Edna Mode, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just, yeah. just super hilarious. Well,
0: she does make a guest appearance again, so that's great. Yes,
1: Edna Mode is back, as we uh, heard in the quote of the day. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty well done by Adam, at least better than I would have done. So I'll give you that, <laughs> give you, you some props that. there. Um, so the time has come. To rate this film. So Adam, you go first.
0: Well, it's going to be maybe a little surprising, but um, I, I, for the most part, liked it. But there were some things, like we mentioned earlier, that I was really not crazy about. So I'm going to give it, all in all, evening and out, a three and a half out of five stars for Incredibles 2.
1: And I would go probably slightly above that and give it a four out of five. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give it a five out of five. As I said, the Incredibles is my favorite movie of all time. Tough to beat. And I would probably give that one a five out of five if we were sitting here today. But for the reasons that we already outlined, um, some of the colorful stuff, uh, and some of the scary stuff, I really had to give it a, a four out of five for that purpose. So, Watch it with your family with discretion, use it as a discussion starter and enjoy, you know, uh, and this, and these summer Friday nights, you know, movie night can be a good option. So uh, go check out this film. And I think by going to a film like this, we encourage Pixar to keep making movies like this that are thought provoking and aren't just full of campy humor. I really appreciate that about them. And I think that's all we have time for today. So I will just say, have a great weekend, uh, enjoy the movie, and keep serving.